This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 100, part 2, of the Animaniacast. You know, we'd so like to be adopted. Will you be our new daddy? Certainly not. Buy me a toy, daddy! Buy me a toy! Buy me a toy! Buy me a toy! Oh, please, dad, do. I'm not your father. That's not what mommy said. When will this insanity stop? (laughs) Yes, you. And welcome everybody to the Animated Cast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And, of course, here we explore the series episode by episode, talk about all the cultural references and gags that we can find, and, of course, in the end, we give each episode, or in this case, movie, a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Uh, what was the question? (laughs) And, of course, across the country, in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello, both of you. Well, today we're wrapping it all up. We're on part two of our discussion of Wacko's Wish. And, uh, wow, we, we, I can't believe it. We're actually getting to the last bit of classic Animaniacs content here on our show. It's, uh, it's very odd. We actually have gone through it. It's odd and sad. Odd and sad. But it's not ending, of course. The good news is that we're we're going to continue our talk on Animaniacs and, of course, of all the, I would say, you know, tangential properties. Is that the correct way to say it? I don't know. Sure. Sure. Sounds good. Prequels <laughs> and sequels. Yes, Spin-offs exactly. And- <laughs> yeah, all of that stuff. Uh, and, of course, we'll continue to discuss Steven Spielberg. Of course. Of course. And every now and then we're going to be talking about Animaniacs as well because... We're going to continue to have Tom Ruger and um, hopefully some of the other writers and voice actors and things like that on. And maybe we'll get in one of these, ch- you know, times we'll get a real behind the scenes look into, of course, Wacko's Wish. But today we're just going to be talking about part two of Wacko's Wish and um, really just our general thoughts and just general summary of it. So, guys, uh, I guess I already asked you about the the movie in general, but if we're somewhere to ask you, I don't know about the second half of Wacko's wish, uh, what would you tell him, uh, Nathan? Oh, um, I would say that there's less songs in the second half, but there's, uh, more Warner, uh, hijinks in the second half too, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. All right. Uh, Kelly, what about you? There are some, uh, surprising plot developments that is true there is a plot twist well let's go ahead and get into it uh let's uh start where we last left off of course the good feathers were flying over the mountains (laughs) to go look after uh plots and ralph and make sure that they were actually doing their job so they were flying off but uh they 
had a change of heart and they decided they were going to find the wishing star and wish for respect. And that's where we left off. And uh, Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in the first part of the second part? Okay. The, uh, as you said, the, the good feathers decided they wanted to have their own wish. And then we see everybody still proceeding towards the wishing star and they sing a song. If, if I could have my wish, I would be happy. Did you ever wish that you could have a wish that would come true? I wonder what my wish would be, which I would want to wish you see. Which wish would be the wish for me? Gee whiz, I wish I knew. I'd wish that we were happy and be glad for what we've got. <coughs> I'd wish an operation for our little sister dogs. And I'd wish we could make this journey when the weather's hot. If you could reach that wishing star and it was yours to take. What is it you'd want the most and what wish would you make? And it follows from character to character and each of them saying what what they want and uh ralph keeps saying that he wants to be like a constable and a, uh, a sheriff and everything and uh, von plotz tells him you know you already are a sheriff and and a constable and everything else you um you don't need that and so then ralph finally says that he wants to direct and von plotz <laughs> just makes a face and uh it uh, it's a cute little catchy tune, and it uh, like I said, it kind of bounces around and goes back to Ralph several times. And um, they are still they being Bon Plotz and uh, Ralph still in pursuit of the Warners because they want to try to stop them before they reach the Wishing Star. And then Bon Plotz starts shooting missiles towards the Warners, and they they dodge them pretty good. They, start careening from one side to the other and then they have to get really boastful and start making faces and then one of them goes through their sail and makes a hole in it and they they crash and it breaks apart their little snow boat (laughs) (laughs) and um then they start uh i guess surfing skiing whatever um Uh, snowboarding nope snowboard yeah there you go <laughs> I should know that. My boyfriend's a snowboarder, but <laughs> I I don't do snow things. So it's like you go do the thing and I will sit in the lodge and drink the hot chocolate. <laughs> so um the uh they start snowboarding and um that works out a little little better for them. Um but uh Von Plotz and Ralph are still in, in hot pursuit. And then meanwhile the good feathers smash into Pinky and the Brain their little airplane yeah, dirigible whatever it is. flying screw no or idea. whatever that is I don't know some, some steampunk thing um, <laughs> so they crash into that and so Farfig Newton is driving you know or leading the, the carriage of Scratch and Sniff and Hello Nurse and so he sees them falling and realizes that Pinky's there so he's I'm sorry, Farfig Newton's a girl. I'm, I say he. It, it <laughs> sounds like a guy name to me with the Newton, I guess. But yeah. Farfig Newton is a girl. So she starts running and um, or galloping to try to save Pinky. And uh, just as they're about to dolph, fall down a, a cliff or you know, a chasm, she catches them in, their, in her mouth. And uh, she's so excited. And you know, Pinky's hugging on her. And, and even Brain sort of gets a big lick. And uh, it's cute because he kind of throws out his arms like, okay, okay, go go for it. And uh, 
but the the carriage it's destroyed everything you know everybody's just kind of blowing up at this point <laughs> and uh they stop at the edge of this cliff and they're getting so close to the star now they can see it and scratch and sniff while the carriage was shaking to and fro um i guess all the bottles spilled out and mixed with each other and so then he drinks this new concoction that is created this new elixir and it's really good so he starts handing it out to everybody and then um they, they take sips of it they're like "Ooh, this is good and um yakko drinks it and lets out the biggest or wacko you mean yes <laughs> oh that's <laughs> what i get for trying to talk and do it at the same time so talk and think at the same time wacko you know, I always make them. <laughs> so easy to do. Yeah. Uh, wacko burps and um, an avalanche causes an avalanche. And so the snow starts coming in. So then they, they take their snowboards out and they start trying to. Now it's more like a surf kind of thing, though. Um, it looks like they're they're riding the waves of the avalanche. And everybody starts running and um the snow just sort of comes at them and I guess it sort of fills in the, the chasm and uh, pushes them a little bit you know, forward towards their goal. Yeah, so they all uh, there's a huge avalanche and then they basically, what, they see the, the wishing star in the distance and are just on their way to I, it looks like we might end the, the movie right here. Yeah, a nice happy ending. And... But then at the last minute the king jumps out. We're taking a stand, we're making a vow This is the place, the moment is now This is our golden opportunity The wishing star belongs to three Me, myself, and I uh, uh, This wasn't the wish I had in mind Dun 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 Not so fast <laughs> Salad bar <laughs> Salad bars in the way uh well before we move on to the the second part here let's talk about what we what kind of stood out or what we liked about this uh this first part Nathan what uh what what did you like um well the uh good pigeons they they were the, the good, good feathers, feathers yeah <laughs> yeah sorry they they were totally in the wrong there they crashed into pinky in the brain like they should I don't know they like, should at least exchange insurance information or something right yeah. And the fact that all three of them got caught in that, like, I don't know what they were doing there, but... Um, that is also the yeah. longest fall ever <laughs> recorded in a cartoon, I yeah, think. I forgot that they were still falling when, <laughs> they when were, Barbara knew, our, Newton finally Number one, them. they were incredibly high up in the air for them to fall mm. that long. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of like a parachutish kind of thing, right? So, you know, I could see it taking a long time to fall. But Farfig Newton yeah. has incredibly good eyesight because... They ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran all the way to over one gorge and exactly. over to another one. Because yeah. I was like, "Oh, they're falling into that gorge where that bridge is at." Yeah, speaking Snow. of the bridge, okay, Kelly, did you get Temple of Doom? Uh, think you know vibe going on with that that bridge, that rickety bridge? Because oh, you know what? No, I didn't really um think about it. Like, I I mean, I probably should have, but I totally I... did. Whenever I see a bridge like that, I immediately think of Temple of Doom. Which, I mean, there's a there's a bridge like a, a shaky swing bridge at Rock City in, in Tennessee, and 
we've gone on it and like pretended we were Indiana Jones. <laughs> you like wrap but, your arms around the ropes. Well, we try. Hold we on, lady. Photo. We were gonna do a photo op because um, my uh, my boyfriend's got sort of like this brown hat that he likes to wear when we go on hikes and stuff, and he um, we were gonna do a photo op and pretend like we were you know, Indiana Jones and. And I was also going to be Indiana Jones because I like to be Indiana Jones also. <laughs> um, but uh, it's you couldn't do it because people were like walking on the bridge. It's like, can you stop for one second and let us take a picture? But it's, you know, sort of a one-way path and people were just wanting to get to the other side. I'm like, Ugh, What so you do annoying. is you take out a machete like Indiana Jones and you just hold <laughs> it in the middle of the... T- <laughs> Prepare to meet Kali! More up! Prepare to meet Kali! In hell. Oh, what I should have done. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So that bridge right there, that, that definitely did have a uh, a feeling of uh, of Indiana Jones for me, uh, and really a part where I thought the hip hippos were going to speak at this point, and uh, didn't. They like uh, just walked, and uh, yeah, I it mean, seemed like a clear setup for them to talk, say and... something. But there's not any talking really at the, for a long portion of time in this uh, first uh, first section that we're talking about today. There's yeah, a, as soon as that song ends, there's very little talking. Like uh, Doctor Scratch and Sims talks to uh, Farfetch Newton a little bit, but it's more like whoa, then, whoa, watch out, you know, kind of that yeah, talking then, at most, right? Well, Farfetch Newton sits on Doctor Scratch stiff. Like there's a little joke about that, but that's about <laughs> it for. Yeah, not much dialogue, <laughs> dialogue at all. Now, what about the the song at the very beginning of this? I really like that song, and I could immediately tell, oh, this is a Randy Rogel song. Right when I started hearing it, the way it, the 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 complexity uh, or perhaps the beat of the the lyrics sounded very familiar to some of the classic Animaniacs songs that we've come across, and uh, mm-hmm. I really liked it. It was cute. If I could rule the world, then I'd be happy. With Fawford Newton, I'd be happy too. If I could be the king, that would surely be the thing that would make me really happy. Yes, it's true. If I could have a home, then I'd be happy. And if you were happy, I'd be happy too. Definitely. It's just a little task, and it isn't much to ask if we could have our wish. And a little doggy dish. And we'd be happy. I know. If I were a policeman, I'd be happy. You are a policeman, Ralph. Uh, yeah, I like I like that uh, you find out what everyone's wishes is, are like. It's 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 nice and yeah, it's uh, it's a, funny with the whole Ralph thing going on. <laughs> yes, and Ralph does not sing. I'm a little, I was a little disappointed. Ralph didn't actually sing at all in this. You just kind of talked through it, but that was a nice little break from the lyrics, I suppose. Um, I did like the the part with Hello Nurse talking about how she wanted to be. Uh, she has a high IQ and everything, and she wants to be known for her brain. I would wish that every single person would appreciate me only for my mind. Because I've got a mean IQ of 192. They want me for my looks, but never for my books. So love me for my brain. Hello, brain. I am not amused. Then I'll be happy. It was cute when, um, after they all made it over the, I guess, past the bridge, and um, Mindy hugs Slappy, and Slappy sort of moves her away and puts her with the buttons. Yeah, <laughs> that was cute. Like, yeah. And Buttons, you know, looks very happy to be with Mindy. Yeah, like, you know, pleased that she's alive and everything. 
Uh, I guess that's the other thing about this first section is, my gosh, there's an incredibly dangerous avalanche, and it looks it's incredibly well animated in this first part right here. I mean, the the flow of the snow as it's going by is skippy and slappy or trying to like pull each other and make sure they don't rush away and everything. It almost looks like it, it could kill them or something. You know what I mean? The way that people yeah. are, are just like they're in genuine distress about this snow. And meanwhile, the, the Warners are having the time of their life uh, on top of it. But uh, I, it was incredibly well animated. I did think uh, when I saw Wacko burping, uh, to which starts that avalanche. And at first, I thought, "Is this alcohol? Is this like alcohol?" Because <laughs> it almost looks like they had flasks <laughs> in it. Uh, but when Wacko first burps, I remembered how when Nathan and I were setting up for our our Good Feathers reunion uh, conversation a couple months ago, that we could hear Maurice Lamarche and. John Mariano and Chick Venera and Tom Ruger in the other room, just kind of talking and reminiscing and laughing in the other room. And as we're setting up, we hear, I hear this belch from Maurice LaMarche and it like echoed the house. It was so loud. <laughs> and I was, I, I couldn't help but smile and laugh and wish I was in the other room to like be there, but we're like, we couldn't. We had to frantically set up microphones. Well, we were also like, oh, why haven't we already set up? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, stop talking in there. <laughs> no, I know. That's the other thing we were going. Please, no, stop. Stop everybody talking in there. Don't talk until we get the microphones on. But, uh, but it was great. It was just such a, such a weird experience. We almost had an avalanche in Tom Ruger's house from that belch, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Mudslide or something. Yeah, mudslide. Yeah, the California mudslides. Uh, almost happened right then and there. Anyway, well, uh, let's go ahead and get on to part two, I suppose. Nathan, what happens in part two of uh, part two? All right. <laughs> Too confusing. Um, so uh, King Salazar, uh, he's beaten the Warners there. Uh, I guess he took a train. You see him briefly in the song. He's riding a train. Oh, that's um, right. Okay. Good catch. Yeah. And his wish was to for everyone to be gone, I, as he said in the song. I mean, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he gets there first, and he's like, all right, uh, contain the area. Um, so everyone from the village is now there, and they're in like a concentration camp, basically. Yeah, um, that was dark. Wasn't, wasn't that imagery right? like, whoa. I was Not right. Cool. They see him like marching him into the – I was like, Ooh. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very, very odd. It was a, it, we'll call it a war camp or, you a know, something war like that. Camp. That's fine. Yeah. Um, They're POWs. Yeah. Um, and uh, even uh, Baron von, von Plotz. Baron von Plotz is also arrested and put in there, uh, as well as the Good Feathers uh, and Ralph the Guard. Um, they're all uh, taken prisoner by the king, and he's going to execute the uh, Warners. Uh, but as they're being taken away, they're like, oh, but we know secrets about the star that you don't. Uh, so uh, they don't actually know anything. But um, <laughs> they, they're like, maybe a little deal could be made. So they're taken to a nice castle. I mean, um, an ice castle. Uh. There we go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, where uh, they, they are they're treated to a feast of food. Um, but then they, uh, right when the King's like, all right, tell me what the secret is. They're like, Oh, you got something on your nose. 
he runs into the bathroom. They lock the door on him and they're like, hey, we got him. We got him. And he breaks down the door um, and then he throws them into the cave of their worst nightmares. Are you going to tell me the star's secrets or not? Never! Well, we have ways of making you talk. How about a trip to the cave of your worst nightmares? Huh? at all times while the tram is in motion. Which is where we get to see uh, Mr. Director. We get to see uh, the guy from Potty Emergency, the bathroom attendant, and uh, Baloney, the dinosaur, is down there. Um, and so when they get out of there, they're like, oh, we'll tell you anything. Um, so he's, they, they tell him it's not what you wish for, it's how you wish for something. So um, if you want the whole world, uh, watch out, you'll just get a, a globe of the world, you know, things like that. And uh, things uh, go uh, from there when the king's like, well, I would just wish for all the dose. And then they throw a bunch of pies at him. And he's like, all right, that's it. Uh, kill them. So they take him to get executed for real this time. Uh, so they're tied up. Um, and the, the executioner's like, any last request? And Dot's like, yeah, let us go. And then, you know, it's it's the Dennis Hopper kind of character. Yes. Captain from uh, <laughs> Hearts of Darkness. And he's like, oh, no, you're being cute. What? Hearts of Twilight. Well, Hearts yes. of Twilight. That's it. Whoa, man. You're working your cuteness on me, man. Your irresistible cuteness. Stop it. Wrong, wrong. Knock it off. Wheezy, squeezy, wheezy, wheeze. No. And, uh, yeah, so uh, he, he, of course, lets him go because they're so cute. Uh, he then goes tells King Salazar, um, and they see the Warners. They're running toward the star, so he starts shooting cannons at him. Um, and one of them hits, and uh, Dot is now in uh, in the crater, and she's dying, and she's saying, tell me that story again to Yakko, and Yakko tells her the story with Dot's help this time. And But you can call me Dot. And they'd ask her, can we call you Dottie? And you'd say, no, <laughs> just Dot. Call me Dottie, and you die. <laughs> then Dot just dies, I guess. And that, oh. is that the end of this part? It's kind yeah. of a depressing ending. It's kind of depressing. She's dead. But is she? Well, we'll find out in a second. <laughs> Hello, genius people. Yakko Warner here. The only show we listen to in the Water Tower is the Animated Cast. I bet you can't guess why. Good night, everybody! Banded together across the television dial are the four greatest superhero podcasts on the internet. Green Justice and Arrow Podcast, Scarlet Velocity, a Flash Podcast, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Case Files, and Terrigen Dreams and Inhumans Podcast. Join super friends Jovial J and Jedi Schwa weekly as they provide commentary and discussion on your favorite heroes. Only on RetroZap.com. Greetings, persons perusing podcasts. Are you looking for something a little different for your Star Wars-themed shows? Then join millions of others who now proudly call themselves scoundrels. I don't think it's millions, Taxes. It has to be close by now. After all the word of mouth and interwebs, nothing exists in a vacuum, Dennis. Space does. I'm not sure what this space vacuum you're talking about is. Never mind. So if you're looking for a unique show for news, hot space opinions, unique discussion points with our hypotheticals, or Taxes' musings with Saber Clash, 
Then tune into Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels with me, Dennis Keithley. Me, Jay Krebs. And me, your humble little Dark Lord of the Shtick, Dark Texas. From failed bits to musical guests to dancing Wookiees, you never know who might drop by. You really never do. So start your engines, fire up your Sabres, hold on tight, and join us. For Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels. Part of the RetroZap Podcast Network. Shut up. That's John Mariano. He's the voice of Bobby from The Good Feathers. And you're listening to the Animaniacast. <sighs> we untie me now? Shh, call it. I'm listening to the program. Well, anyway, uh, now that we all know Dot's dead, the end. Uh, no, there's another part. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about what we uh, what kind of stood out here in the second part of the second part. <laughs> uh kelly what what did you like well now now i thought about indiana jones because of the mine car oh the yes so that's where my my indiana jones uh reference came in and then um every part of that was amazing with mr director and uh baloney and uh the heart of darkness slash heart of twilight character <laughs> Who I love. I was so excited. When I saw him earlier in, in the film, I was like, oh, it's him. But he's he's acting normal. Yeah. And not, not kooky at all. So that's kind of boring. So when he started finally doing his uh, shtick from uh, Heart of Twilight, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he really and he really does kind of lay it on extremely thick. Well, of course, Dot did, too. Her eyes got incredibly huge. To really turn up the, the cuteness factor, it kind of looked a little creepy at the same time, but um, she was really laying it on thick. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what did you like? Um, well, uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the they brought back the whole game show thing for yes. a little bit. Uh, quiz me quick. Which, uh, quiz me quick. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. There's a, uh, I I did enjoy this part. The whole like telling the king all the things that would go wrong when you, if you wish for something in the wrong way, it, it felt very Warner Brothers kind of thing. You know, classic uh, Warner gags. It was very punny. Yeah. So like uh, a million bucks, and then gets run over by a million bucks. You know, it's, it's silly stuff. They they were really like. <laughs> When I saw this, it was like, okay, this, they even called them their special, their new special friend and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really did feel like those episodes, like real classic Animaniacs, uh, Warner's hijinks going on, like, you know, hanging off of him and doing the whole, we're in charge and all that. Uh, it, it felt like the calling him Dadu. Dadu. Yeah. All the kind of greatest hits kind of stuff that we've seen from the Warners. Uh, you know, it, we've seen it before, but, it's so cute and funny that it's like, okay, well, I, I'll, <laughs> I'm willing to see this again. I was really going to be disappointed if they didn't call him Dadu. Yeah. I was like, you better say it. <laughs> and it was so cool, of course, once to see the, to hear Paul Rugg once again as Mr. Director. And if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's almost like the, the same song that he, Mr. Director sang in the Macbeth, uh, one that we, you know, saw him last in, and that was horribly animated. 
When, remember that when he pops out of the witch's cauldron or something like that, and he sings that song. Uh, oh, vaguely, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the same song that he sings, or at least very close to it. A lady, I know a lady with high heel shoes and socks and pantyhose. A pretty lady. Ah! Hello there, cute puppy children with the spooky faces. Oil. Yeah, I was got to, glad to see Mr. Director back, and of course, animated by TMS, who does such a good job. Like, and of course, even like the baloney thing just looks so, it looks so good. Like when he's pop- popping out of the the set as it falls on him and everything. So visually, it looked all good and everything as well. Um, so yeah, good, good classic, uh, you know, Warner stuff in the second part. Until, of course, Dot dies and. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, that's not so classic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go and get to the third part. So third part is, well, uh, everyone gets mad at the king. And why would you get mad at the king? Well, of course, it's because he's killed her, man. She's dead. And it's your fault, man. You killed her. Everyone turns on the king. And the king is pretty unremorseful. He's like, they were driving me crazy. I had to kill him. Uh, and so I had to kill her at least, right? Anyway, uh, throughout all this commotion and everybody's kind of uh, getting mad at the king, Wacko decides to make one more run for it and runs towards the wishing star. He ends up jumping onto the wishing star as the cannon is being shot at him. The cannonball absorbs and so does Wacko. And it's at that point that Dot says, I feel I feel better now. And she's perfectly fine. So those acting lessons, like we find out, really did end up paying off. So very good job, Dot. So Wacko gets in there. And uh, Ben Stein makes his appearance again, telling him congratulations. Wacko makes his wish, and the wish is very unexpected. I I didn't expect this. It was not for one, but for two hay pennies. And at first, everyone's just kind of speechless, like, what? They're real! <laughs> Hey, that, that wishing star gives out real money. I suppose that is a miracle, right? Well, anyway, they, they that wishing star, as we discussed last uh, part, there. this is before inflation. So a hey penny can get quite a bit of stuff in this universe. The first hey penny goes towards Dot's operation. And um, she's... <laughs> now that we can determine that what's wrong with Dot, which apparently is maybe nothing... Uh, she gets her operation. Her operation is just to simply get a cutie mark, which she really was. She's, you know, so she got plastic surgery. Very good. And <laughs> as for the other, uh, the other uh, hey penny, it basically, he, he, what he, he ends up spending it in town, right? He goes to the butcher, the baker and everything. And all the taxes get ripped up. So he doesn't have to pay taxes, but this, this hay penny helps it helps make it so that people can do what they want to do. They can buy from each other. They can sell. This is capitalism 
you know, summarized or at least economics summarized in a very uh, succinct way for children. And with the hay penny he earned from Dot's operation, Dr. Scratch and Sniff bought all the ingredients for his new elixir, which was mixed together by his crack team of beverage technologists. At the same time, Hello Nurse came up with a new bottle design, one with a slightly more attractive shape. It just came to me from who knows where. Hello Nurse! Slappy, um, let's see, Slappy gets her house back. How does Slappy get her house back, though? I think it was the same house, but now that it's spring, it's like the tree's alive again. Or Yeah, a lot of them didn't actually have to do with the hay the penny. The hay penny but... at all. Like the, <laughs> I know the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker absolutely did have to do with the hay penny. And, of course, oh, I forgot, Wacko also got to go to the get uh, season tickets for the Lakers as well. And uh, Jack Nicholson is uh, there. In case people didn't know who Jack is, there's probably some younger listeners that are watching that and going, who, who's that guy who gets hit? But that's Jack Nicholson, who uh, I don't think he's still, I don't know if he still is at the Lakers games, but for years he would be there at every game. Anyway, so so Slappy gets the tree, Rita and Runt get to live with Dr. Scratch and Sniff, uh, you know, they have Scratchy Cola, and uh, Skippy gets to have a... Uh, well, uh, friends, including one really, you know, cute little squirrel girl that he is very attracted to. And it almost looked like a sword in the stone moment where this, the girl squirrel, like, kind of passes her tail underneath his face. And he's like, squirrel chicks, yowza! <laughs> uh, uh, Verenbon Plots get to have his own Burgermeister. Uh, he's the king. He's the king. Burgermeister king. And one of the there's a bunch of cute, uh, cute little things on the on the signs. A lot of them are, you know, fake German kind of uh, talk. But one of them is was pretty cute. Instead of the Happy Meal, it was the I'm going to probably mis mispronounce it, but uh, Schadenfreude uh, meal. It's from I I just know of it because of uh, Avenue Q. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about, right, Nathan? Yes. <laughs> I, it's a funny song, and uh, it's an accurate definition of the word too. So, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's getting joy from someone else's misery, basically. So, so basically, yeah, getting joy from someone else's misery. So perhaps uh, Plots gets happiness out of the misery of people eating the food. I don't understand exactly what, the, what the, where the misery would come into that, but whatever, it works. That's pretty much it's, it, right? Is there any other the, people the I'm cow's missing? Cow's misery. Uh, <laughs> oh, the cow's misery. Um, oh, did well, you mention the good feathers getting respect? That's right. The good feathers, well, they think they're getting respect, but of course they're sitting on top <laughs> of the statues of the Warners. And we should mention that the Warners, yeah, they found out the that the thing. birth certificate, this is, this is the big plot twist, ladies and gentlemen. The Warners, well, their parents were the the true royal they they're actually royal family members and the king had put them into like an orphanage years ago and you hear that like in, in part 1 he kind of said i should have got rid of those i think it was in part 1 maybe it was in part 2 i don't know he does mention it sometimes i don't know what you're saying of part 1 are you meaning the second half or the first <laughs> the half the first half i'm sorry <laughs> first half of the movie i think he says something to the effect of i should have got rid of those kids you know, years yeah, ago. it was in the second half, I think, in the uh, second part of the second, second half. Second part even, of the second so. half. <laughs> Confused yet? 
<laughs> well, anyway, so now we find out exactly what he was talking about. Uh, and so they, the Warners get to become, uh, you know, royals once again. Uh, and uh, they, <laughs> they let Brain become the chief. What is he? The uh, He's the royal, uh, oh, uh, the prime minister. As for Pinky, he was appointed Royal Stable Mouse, so he could stay close to Farfig Newton. This job was given to him by the Warner's most trusted advisor, Prime Minister Brain. Yes! Everyone's very, very happy. And they're so happy that at the end they all sing about never giving up hope. And they go to the... Wheel of morality. And the moral of our story is... When you're blue, boy, and blue, try not to fall. You gotta cheer up and never give up hope. Don't be a no. You gotta cheer up and never give up hope. Try to cope. Just cheer up and never, ever give up hope. So there we go. There is our story. There's Wacko's Wish. And then, of course, it closes out with a very cool um, score at the end with the credits. Just beautiful score. All in all, uh, uh, very, very, I don't know, just very beautiful sounding uh, music. Well, before we get to our water tower rating for Wacko's Wish, let's talk about what we liked about this third part, last few moments. Kelly, let's uh, let's start with you. I uh, I thought it was cute how everything got resolved. I mean, when Wacko got his two haypennies. I was like, okay, that's not going to do much good. But it really did. It, it really brought commerce back to the town. And um, even some things that had nothing to do with the money, like we, we talked about Slappy's um, treehouse and the female squirrels. And I mean, I guess that was just luck. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it was neat how everybody all of a sudden began to prosper and uh, get their wishes fulfilled. And Nathan, what about you? Um, yeah, like everyone's happy. Uh, Mindy's mom gets called mom. Oh, which yeah, is really nice. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, she finally yeah, got just... mom. Finally called, called yeah. mom after all this time. <laughs> and she was concerned <laughs> about Min- about Mindy. Like Mindy, there you are. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Your she buttons got congratulated too for got way too much steak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that dog is going to be sick. Uh, yeah, but so that was kind of a nice way. If we never see another Mindy and Buttons cartoon again, um, this is, I think, is a great wrap up to that arc of characters. You know, Mindy calls her mom, and a lot of people make a big deal about you actually see a little bit of the mom's face, <laughs> not the front of her face, but you see a little bit of above her shoulders, which I think we've seen her hair before. I want to say we've seen her hair at least before, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, Mindy and Buttons. I forgot about that. Totally. Yeah, that was really cute, and um, just you know, everyone's uh, uh, having Tom Bodette come back and just 
because there's a lot of things that you know happening with everyone's story so just closing it all up but um and yeah i really like that reaction of everyone just being like you think that they're upset that he wished for something kind of pointless but how happy they all get when they realize that it's real money and yeah i forgot to mention also that the king gets kicked out of the castle and then gets attacked by his own puppies <laughs> like how they and i forgot to mention how much i liked how they called him puppies instead of dogs well, uh, what did you what did you think of the uh style of the warner's parents uh, you actually get to see what they look yeah, like i in think that painting i think it, they i mean it, it it matched i they i guess what they should look like i suppose right um sure re-watching <laughs> i mean the the king was a little you know he's a portly kind of a guy and re-watching the beginning of the film where you could see the king uh you know at least uh, you know from the down portion is just his hands basically uh it matches the style and everything so yeah it was uh i liked it what did you think um well i like i mean uh, i was just thinking there were a lot of clues that their parents were you know king and queen just the story that yakko is saying is that this knight married a princess which you know they would have became king and queen i guess and then um the Mm. whole country's called warner stock right like yeah that's a good point (laughs) <laughs> so, well, that could know. just be yes. a very common name in that area, right? I mean, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, some people, by the way, have mentioned with the whole thing of TikTokia, uh, you know, and Warner stock. Uh, a lot of people are alluded to the fact that that's a lot like Time Warner in the thing. So perhaps that's, huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that. I was like, oh, yeah, Time Warner. Okay, TikTokia and Warner stock. Okay, cool. That does it for the episode, I suppose. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about in the movie in general or uh, in this second half that we've been talking about today? Uh, uh, <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I'll tell you one more, one last thing I liked. I liked how the water tower is part of the castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that little thing. Like, apparently that's where they live at the very top of the castle. Anyway. Well, let's go ahead and get to it. Let's get to our water tower rating. <laughs> So what do you guys think out of five water towers, how many would you give to this Animaniacs movie? Kelly, let's start with you. I think I will, I think I'll go with three and a half. Um, I was I'm tempted to do four, but the, um, it was a little uneven in parts. Um, you know, like we had that whole segment that, almost for like 12 minutes had almost no dialogue. And I, I like the dialogue, um, which is yeah. why I like, um, you know, a lot of the, the quotes from the episodes and, and the snappy writing and everything. Um, the song was good. Well, so I can't say that the whole, the whole thing didn't have dialogue cause it did have that song, you know, parts of it felt like, uh, an Animaniacs episode, sort of like the, the second part of the second half that we were talking about. Yeah. And then some of it felt like this big epic musical and I liked it all. I mean, it, it all works. It just, I guess the, the pacing um, was a little uneven. Um, I, I would say it didn't flow as easy, you know, seamlessly as they maybe could have. Right. Um, and it may have been just a little longer than it needed to be. But, okay. uh, but overall I liked it. I liked the songs. I liked um and um, but the whole thing with Dot being sick, I 
I still don't get that either. Um, <laughs> because she's like even in the little boat with the blanket, and she's like, I mean, like really for beauty mark. I mean, they that was just like a red herring. I mean, it was, <laughs> well, that she, was a little over. Well, she does have that horrible cough as well. We can't forget about that. Hi, salad bar. I'm Yakko. I'm Wacko, and I'm Dot, the impossibly cute one with the cough. <laughs> but you gotta admit, even the cough is cute. <laughs> I mean, it was cute, I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess she's sick, but she's not dying <laughs> or something. Um, I don't know, but uh, so there were things that were a little, mm, you know, not not as good as they could have been, but uh, there were some funny moments and and the songs, like I said, were great, and uh, it was just cute overall. All right, Nathan, what what do you think? Um, so I will give it four, I'll do four and a half water towers. Wow. So, all right. Uh, cause I, you know, it's hard to make a movie. I can't imagine what I would do differently in this movie. I mean, I guess I would have like the, uh, hip hippos talking, um, would be one thing, but overall, you know, it's, I think they did a good job, uh, especially since, Animaniacs is known for these like 10 minute segments, you know, or something like that. You know, it, it, to do a 20 minute segment in Warner is, it's, you know, strange. So to go for an hour and 20 minutes, I, I uh, applaud him and uh, good job. I enjoyed the music and I thought the animation was done well and they got all the voice actors, you know, and uh, good, good job. <laughs> awesome. Well, Water Tower rating for me, I'm going to go ahead and give it. I almost want to give it four and a half, but I'm going to give it four um, because, yeah, some of the pacing issues. I do think it, it could. I wanted. I guess it could have been edited just a little bit, but I love the music. I I think the whole thing just looks amazing, and overall, I really do like the story. I wish there could have been more Warner Brothers or Animaniacs movies. You know what I mean? There was actually going to be. Uh, other Animaniacs movies planned if this movie had sold better. So over on Tom Ruger's blog, which of course is cartoonatics.blogspot.com, you can see some of the, the art for it. So uh, there was like a, a movie called This Means Warners, and it kind of shows like the, the the Warner Brothers in a, you know, World War II kind of get up, like they're fighter pilots. And there was a movie called Winter Warnerland, uh, which was an Animaniacs Christmas movie, and uh, several others, I believe. I can't, you know, go through them all right now. We'll have, we'll get to talk to Tom about that later on this year, about all the other Animaniacs movies, which never came to be, unfortunately. But I would have really loved to see additional ones, because while they didn't get everything right in this first one, I think it really showed promise of how the show could have continued to essentially you know be on the air for years and years to come um except i guess it, this this kind of stuff is just expensive you know i don't know we'll talk more about that later but uh one thing we forgot to mention was the spielberg reference at, yes uh, which uh, of course very similar to the meatballs of consequences mr spielberg loves this shot kelly that must have made you smile of course it did. I was like, yay. <laughs> well, before we wrap things up, let's go to get to some uh, thoughts from our listeners about what you all thought about this movie. Let's start off with a voice message from Malik. 
Hey there guys, Malik here, and I'm just here to give a couple of my thoughts on Wacko's Wish. Now, I remember seeing a preview of it on my Pokemon the First movie VHS and never knowing what it was for because it was a preview for a bunch of different Warner Brothers movies and compilations that were coming out on video that year, but I first saw it in 2005 on the Canadian channel Teletoon because they used to air that thing. They, they still do. They aired it all the time during the holiday season, even after the show stopped airing on TV, and it didn't even air on Teletoon in its original run. But for a couple of years, that was one of my only ways of remembering what Animaniacs was because I was really really young when the show was just starting to go off the air, but that movie kept me in the loop with a lot of the characters and like catchphrases and things like that. It's like, yeah, I remember seeing that. And when I got around to rewatching the series in 2011, I recognized characters that I saw from the movie and jokes and gags and things like that and going, oh, okay, okay, this all makes sense now. I remember watching the movie for the first time, getting through the first act was kind of slow for my taste, and while I do like the songs, especially nowadays, the first time I watched and they had sung the Hey Penny song for what felt like 10 minutes, I was just like, oh man, are, are they really still singing this? Please, please stop! But that Animaniacs charm kept me going throughout the film. I remember when uh, I was so giddy at the start seeing Wacko take a big bite of the WB logo and being like, yeah, that's what I remember from Animaniacs. And the charm is just at its best in the final act with the usual Warner shtick and the Cave of Nightmares. Even without knowing about that restroom joke beforehand, it had me rolling. And the orchestration is just beautiful. I love the rendition of uh, Peak Dom in the avalanche scene when everybody is running away from the avalanche. It, that is a beautiful scene. I love that scene. So yeah, those are a couple of my scrambled thoughts, but all in all, I love Wacko's Wish. When people talk about, oh, they should make an Animaniacs movie, I'm like, dude, they already made one. It's a yearly tradition for me. I, I just love it. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Now, Nathan, some uh, listeners also put some comments on our Discord channel. Do you have some of those they comments? They did? No, they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this is from... Ben, the Half-Blood pr- Pirate. I was going to say Prince, because <laughs> I assume it's a Harry Potter reference. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, he says, uh, Wacko's Wish was a dream come true when I received it as a birthday present last year. I find it coincidental that it was released to direct a video on the month and year I was born, although not the same day. And when I, go, and when I got to see it, I absolutely loved it. I laughed my heart out. I enjoyed the songs, and heck, I also cried very hard when dot uh quote unquote died which made me want to punch king zalazar in the face although she didn't really die i just thought her acting talents did improve and her cuteness went off the scale in this movie that i slightly felt like the dennis hopper character only more odd um and uh then he gives the movie uh a hundred thousand out of ten so i guess it's like ten thousand percent just uh, slightly better than our rating okay <laughs> Um, W. Clark 1 says uh, my thoughts on Wacko's Wish Uh, this was the first Animaniacs related piece I saw I was just about 3 to 4 when when it came on uh, to Cartoon Network and I really enjoyed it a lot when I was younger I saw it again at 13 years old and and the show itself when it was coming to the hub now Discovery Family now that I was fully well acquainted with the show I could now recognize the references they did in the last act. I still enjoy the songs. The Wishing Star still is great. And uh, the We're Still Taking a Stand and Making a Vow lyrics are still powerful. And some of the humor still is fun. Um, And then Smiley Smiles says... uh, (laughs) 
Um, I was hoping that when they had a movie, it'd be a bit more like uh, them coming to the real world. But Wacko's Wish was the very essence of Animaniacs. Um, and then W. Clark does re- um, has some issues with the movie as well. Yeah, uh, He says, uh, I did feel like some of the main cast was underused, like Skippy and Slappy, aside from Pinky and the Brain, who got the best material per usual. And the back and forth we do while flying is still great. And it does feel like the show would have mocked this sort of Disney-type material. Regardless, this was a great farewell to the show. And I'm glad most of the characters completed their arcs from the show. Very happy for Buttons and Rita and Runt. So I think that there there may be other ones. That's true. Oh, I, for, uh, yeah, I, forget, one. I forgot that Rita and Runt are always looking for a home, essentially, in yeah. a lot of these cartoons. So, yeah, they did wrap up their thing, too. That's a good point. Um, I got one from Yes We Cam ninety eight. Yeah, it's Cameron. I met her in. Yep. I, I met Cameron in person. So well, uh, lucky you. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> Sadly, all right. Uh, Wacko's Wish might have been my first exposure to Animaniacs as well, although I'm not entirely sure. I was about three and sitting on my grandma's couch watching what I'm about eighty percent sure was this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this one's some, uh, cartoon fanatic. I first saw Wacko's Wish in 2012, a year after I first watched Animaniacs. I was introduced to Tiny Toons and Pinging the Brain before Animaniacs, though I might have watched Animaniacs when I was really little, since they uh, looked familiar when I heard about it in 2011. I first saw Tiny Toons on Nickelodeon when I was two or three. Uh, I first saw Pinging the Brain on Toon Disney in 2007. I always loved Wacko's Wish since I found it to be a heartfelt and funny movie, and it kind of felt like a closure to Animaniacs in a way. So, so weird that Pinky and the Brain were on Toon Disney. I think that's yeah. so odd, especially since they're so anti-Disney and and some uh, some or at least they're poking fun at Disney and some of uh, Pinky and the Brain and Animaniac stuff. So interesting. All I'm getting from all of these comments is like, Kelly, you're old. You're old. You're old. <laughs> no, Kelly, what you should be getting is we're hip. We're hip. We got all the young people listening to us. <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> We're with it, man. We're hip cats. I was still in my mommy's belly when I heard about Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I It really does span the generations. It really does. It, it, and that is cool. Um, well, uh, we also had an email here from Emily. And she said, hey, Joey, Kelly, and Nathan. I thought Wacko's Wish is a very cute movie. The songs are good and catchy. My favorite is On Our Way to the Wishing Star. Not sure if that's the actual name. And the animation looks great as an Animaniacs movie. I also give hand I also give hands down to the voice actors for doing an excellent job reprising their roles, and I enjoy hearing Ben Stein playing the angel. Uh, and uh, it's an all in all good movie, and I can't wait to check it out again on its twentieth anniversary. And she, then she adds, "By the way, I enjoy hearing you guys every single episode." Oh, <laughs> thank you very much for that, Emily and Kelly. Uh, there's a few little comments, I believe, on our Facebook page, right? Yes, there are. All right. From our Facebook page, uh, Keith Tucker says, I had a blast working on it. Highlight of my career. That's right. Oh, we should mention right there. Keith Tucker did storyboards for Wacko's Wish. And uh, Nathan and I met him briefly in person in Phoenix Comic Con a few yes, years that ago. that one I did meet. <laughs> yes, yes, we did meet him, and I think we were going. We were about to interview him, set it up, and then we just got busy. We never did it. 
We're horrible people. But we'll get Keith on one of these days. We promise. Keith is a busy artist. He's going around to different uh, cons, and I think he'll be in Emerald City Comic Con coming up uh, soon. So if you're in the the Kansas area, go check him out and say, uh, tell him the Animaniacast sent you. Why not? Does he do commission drawings? He does. Awesome. He does. Uh, the other comment is from Mike Russo. He says its parts are definitely stronger than the whole. I love the songs and TMS's animation. Not a fan of the overly dramatic sick dot storyline. Ah, yeah. And uh, of course, he's responsible for the Hello Nice Warners blog, which is an amazing blog. And we checked it out many, many, many times over the years of doing this podcast. <laughs> So if you're looking for it, this one, he has uh, this whole movie into three parts. Yes. Get his views on that. Really in-depth stuff with lots of great screenshots and everything like that. Well, and finally, over on Twitter, there is a lot of people giving some great comments on here. And I'll just highlight a a couple off the top. Um, So uh, Little Looney says it's an okay... uh, an okay finale to the series. The musical numbers are fantastic to listen to, and I also love the scene where the Warners bug King Salazar. That said, it felt uh, like there was a little too much padding towards the center of the movie, as well as a few too many ideas reused. I'm also not particularly fond of Dot's death scene, which was treated as a parody of Disney's death scenes. It was a bit too heavy-handed and out of place for an Animaniacs movie, and for it to be a joke feels kind of wrong. But overall, it's a decent movie with a few flaws. Oh, yeah. And uh, Steven Soros mentions, and there's he says there's that one of those rare moments where Wacko willingly takes off his hat, which I, did, I didn't even catch. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It's when they introduce themselves to Salazar. Yeah. And they say, we're the Warner Brothers. And he lifts his hat to I think there, isn't there Isn't there one or two times where he takes it off as well to... to when he doesn't take it off when Dot dies because that would be a good opportunity yeah, I thought to do that. It might he, be... he disappears at that point. So. Oh, he's like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Doesn't take the time to take his hat off. How disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, of course, Ice Season Ice Season 101 says, just watched it and came up with a theory. After the Warners found out about the star, they orchestrated a scheme to overthrow the king. Now, I like this fan theory. Here we go. Wacko's Wish takes on a whole new spin when you realize that the entire movie is actually a grand scheme for the Warners to overthrow the king and reclaim their place on the throne. After finding out about the Wishing Star, the Warners orchestrated this entire scheme. The first, they first alert the town with a musical number and create chaos. The king becomes aware and tries to go after it too. They let themselves get captured by the king, knowing his violent ways, then stall him long enough to make him angrier. They have Dot fake her death so Wacko could get to the star, and then the wish is made and the king is overthrown. Victory royal. So there you go. So perhaps, you know what? I kind of like that theory because it shows that the Warners know, uh, you know, this is a chance they like they know who their parents were, because how could you not, you know, if you well, especially after the, telling that story. Yeah. yeah. So perhaps they were like, hey, this is our chance to uh, get the whole town like, yeah, so chaos and rebellion. Right. And uh, even without even even within the ranks of his own men, it's a military. Well, not really a military coup, but it's as a 
this is a, a takeover by the by the Warners. I thought that was kind of a a cool uh, theory. So yeah, and it makes Wacko not a jerk for running away from his dying sister. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. Wow, we had thank you so much. First of all, to all the listeners that uh, you know gave your thoughts and everything, and thank you so much for listening all this time to us. Uh, because we wouldn't be doing this show if no one was listening. That would be kind of pointless. So when you think about it, wow. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, you guys out there, the millions of listeners, of course, we have are. I'm I'm, t- I'm talking years and years in the future, by the way, when we actually have millions of listeners. Um, you millions of listeners are the reason we do this show. So thank you so much for listening to us every week. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? I'm on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And Nathan, what about you? Well, Joey, I'm on Twitter, uh, DjangoFT, that's me. Um, also, Colin was in this movie, and we didn't even mention it. So oh, my just gosh. Just the drawing of him. But, that's know. right. We mentioned all those those little, how dare we? Oh, well. And, of course, for the Animaniacast, we're on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, you can see all of our previous episodes by simply subscribing to us on your favorite podcast player, whatever that happens to be. Listen, subscribe, leave us a positive review. Go to Animaniacast.com. That will also take you to our RetroZap archives. And speaking of RetroZap, there is a ton of other stuff on RetroZap you should be checking out. Anything that's pop culture related, especially Star Wars, RetroZap has you covered. And heck, why not head over to our Discord server that some of our listeners have left some comments on. You can get a welcome link by simply going to discord.animaniacast.com and you'll get right in and get to join the conversation. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you over there. Well, that'll do it for this week. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. I'm feeling better.